episode nine. Episode nine. Ooh. We're almost done with our season. Holy shit, we are. Yeah, we have one more episode and then we're doing listener stories and we have got some juicy shit in our inbox oh my gosh there's one and like i don't think i don't know if alicia saw it but i like told her about it uh-huh. and we both just like sat out here like it's not okay no no not at all oh. um, but we will be sharing those with you guys in about three weeks, three yeah, weeks. two weeks oh yeah. yeah oh yeah two weeks Oof. Okay. Yeah, that's coming up quick. So send your emails in. Yeah, if you want it shared. If you want to make history. If you want to be on our first ever listeners episode episode before we blow up and get really big and famous. (laughs) Then send us your stories now and then we can guarantee your spot. Yeah, yeah. Before we are flooded, like literally flooded with emails. So just do it now. Get in while the getting's good. So, um, so... I want to, like, tell a little story really quick before, like, we get into our our thingies. So, today, I was at work, and I was washing my hands after my first client in the back, you know? And then our coworker, Macy, walked in, and she was like, hey, you, like, alien shit, right? And I was like, hell yeah. And she's like, okay, dude, I have got a story for you. So, last night, apparently, um, NASA sent a bunch of satellites up into the atmosphere into outer space i don't know um and you could see them all but she was like this was like really weird because they were all like in a line and they were like disappearing in between this like square of stars like they were going into the middle of the square and then disappearing and then she also showed like some lights in the sky kind of like going back and forth and like oh yeah she showed you yeah she showed me so she showed me the picture of like all of the whatever they were in like a line and then Mm -hmm. she showed me this video and there's just like this flashing dot that just is like rapidly moving yeah back and forth across the sky dude it's so scary and then that like i mean who knows it it could just be satellites but it was just like so eerie to Mm -hmm. see and then that coupled with this like a planetary phenomenon that's going to happen on the 21st. Have you heard about that? Mm-mm. Okay, so like I don't I don't I didn't really look into it at all. This is just what Macy told me. Um like I think it's Saturn Saturn and Jupiter. I'm not sure, but they're going to be like really close together on the 21st, and I think it like creates this like light phenomenon that looks like a like a second sun. <gasps> And the last time this happened was when Jesus was born. What? Yeah. So. Oh, she didn't tell me that. Yeah, dude. I was, like, freaking out all day. She, I mean, she was, like, going more in depth about some, like, Christ consciousness stuff, which, I mean, I'm spiritual, but I don't really know anything about that. But, like, I was unwell all day today. I was just like, oh, my God, the world is ending. This is it. Literally. Our, our days are numbered. <laughs> but, you know. I can't tell you if any of that's actually true. I mean, I know the planetary thing is true, but right. I don't know. I was in a scary, scared mood all day today. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That's eerie. I don't like that. <laughs> I know. It's so freaky. So, yeah, I guess we'll, like, see what see what happens. See what happens. We share. Um, so, after we recorded last night, I actually did look into this planetary phenomenon, and I realized that most of everything I just said was wrong. So I didn't want to just like leave that out there for you guys to hear and falsely believe this week. So I just wanted to correct myself and let you all know that um, this planetary thing that's happening is called a grand conjunction and it is Jupiter and Saturn. Um, and they are going to be very close together. Um, but the last time this happened was not when Jesus was born. Um, it's the closest alignment since the year 1623, which was 400 years ago. And it's actually supposed to usher in really good energy and kind of like shift everything for the better. So uh, the world is not ending. And things are, you know, hopefully going to be looking up. So no no reason to be scared. 
Um, okay, that's it. Enjoy the episode. So I have had like three clients in the last week who have come in wearing masks like that are stupid. Oh, God. Yeah. Like I had somebody come in the other day and one of them looked like a croc, like the shoe. Like, <laughs> that's it badass. Was, it was like the rubber, but I had a bunch of holes in it. Uh, like, wait, the actual mask has yeah. holes? Oh, okay. That's not badass. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, like it literally looked like somebody took a croc and ripped the top of it off and Ew. like made it into a face mask. While I appreciate the aesthetic, I don't appreciate the practicality. Yeah. And then I had somebody wearing a lace mask and then I had somebody, um, it was like, it was like a black fabric and it just had like microscopic like holes in it. Like you could see it. Like, like I could mesh. see her nose and her mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so irrelevant sister it's 2020 no one wants to see your nose or mouth (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really inconsiderate and awful and people are just generally terrible right now yeah wear a mask a real mask yeah please i want to not wear a mask so yeah the sooner we all wear masks the sooner we don't have to wear masks anymore but i think that was all i had to say yeah i just really wanted to tell you guys about how freaked out it was all day yeah that's super creepy i straight up was like I mean, I said it earlier, I was lost in the sauce. Like, after she told me that, I was, like, massaging my second client for the day. And it was an hour session. Mm -hmm. And I spent 50 minutes (laughs) massaging her, like, while she was face down. And I typically only do, like, 40 minutes face down at, you know. Right. 20 on the front. But, like. Well, then that just throws everything off, like, for the rest of the day. I know, yeah. I was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. But, like, our session's going to run over, like. 10 minutes <laughs> she did not care <laughs> she I was like yeah that's fine <laughs> all right enough about that i am ready to tell you about a haunting Ooh. but i'm not just covering one haunting i'm not covering a haunted house or a haunted hotel or a haunted object i am taking you on a straight up ghost tour Ooh. Are you ready? I am. Because we're going to Gettysburg, baby. Ooh. Hop on the bus. It's eighth grade. We got a listener story about Gettysburg. We did? I think it was Gettysburg. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm really excited. Um, Before I start, I want to give a big fat thank you to my bestie, Hallie. Um, she's a history major, and she's also a badass. And she helped me with a lot of this. Gave me a lot of, like, little books about Gettysburg ghosts and stuff like that. So, thank you, Hallie. This one is for you. All right. So, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania is the site of one of the bloodiest battles in the Civil War with 46 to 51,000 casualties. Oof. Yes. This was a three-day battle that happened from July 1st to the 3rd in 1863 and it actually happened by accident wait a second it was only three days three days about fifty thousand casualties oh my god see they didn't teach me anything in history class so i don't know anything about gettysburg (laughs) dude i don't either the (laughs) last time i was there was eighth grade and i don't even fucking remember anything i've never been so (laughs) so yeah this happened by accident two soldiers bumped into each other started like scrapping and then it just turned into a fucking shut up yeah oh my god white men am i right (laughs) just kidding anyway not really so this battle was consisted of the Confederate soldiers, who were known as the Rebels, and they were the Southern troops that were fighting for slavery. Bunch of bitches. You. The Rebels were not only white soldiers, but they also recruited slaves and, like, basically promised them freedom. They promised them and their immediate families freedom if they fought. Aww. But, like... Not, I mean, like, realistically, they're going to be the first ones killed. Oh, yeah. You know, and probably killed by their own team, unfortunately. So the opposing team or troop was the Union soldiers who were known as the Yankees, and they were fighting against slavery. And they were joined by the black regiments who were free black men, some of which that had escaped from slavery in the South. So they were fighting, you know, by their own free will. Right. Really awesome. 
So the first day of battle involved nearly 50,000 soldiers and about 15,500 were either killed, wounded, captured, or missing. Oof. 15,500. Jesus Christ. On the first day. So the second day of battle involved 100,000 soldiers and roughly 20,000 were killed, wounded, captured, or missing that day. So in two days, we've got nearly 35,000 people dead or dying or gone. That's insane. Yes. Nine of 120 generals were fatally injured or killed, along with 5,000 horses. Isn't that devastating? I didn't ask for that. I know. It's so sad. No other battle in history has ever claimed as many general officers or animals. That's so sad. Yeah, so basically a lot of fucking people's souls sparked off into the Black Abyss during the Battle of Gettysburg in the course of three days. God. For over a hundred years, the town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania has been flooded with reports of paranormal activity. Not surprised. Uh, People have reported all sorts of things from like phantom cries to actually seeing real life apparitions. With that many injured and dying soldiers, they needed to convert many of the homes and private estates into makeshift field hospitals during the battle, and many of these places are now severely haunted. Hell yeah. Let's go to Gettysburg. Yeah, we should. It's not that far away. I love Pennsylvania. Like, I went to Philly. I ate a Philly in Philly, and that's my biggest flex. Oh my god. (laughs) But Tony and I went to New York for my birthday in September, and we had Manhattan's in Manhattan. See, it's just, it's a thing. You gotta do it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. So I'm gonna start our little tour at Devil's Den. Devil's Den is one of the most popular attractions for both tourists and ghost hunters. So a lot of people bring their cameras along with them to Gettysburg, um, you know, hoping to, like, catch a ghost or an orb or something. Mm -hmm. But at Devil's Den, the spirits are like, hell fucking no, get that shit out of here. Um, A lot of people have experienced their cameras and technical equipment suddenly shutting down or mysteriously losing all battery life. And then when they leave Devil's Den, it just fires back up again. Dude, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Holy shit. One person saw, like, an apparition appear of a soldier and, like, got their camera out. And, like, right as they went to go click it, it just turned off. Dude, I cannot wait to share this listener story. Yeah. And I'm so excited. I don't know anything about it. Taylor has access to all the emails. (laughs) She just tells me about them. Uh, Okay. So, aside from that, uh, Devil's End has been the site of many other uh, otherworldly encounters. One of the most famous ghost encounters was a man in 1939 who was just kind of driving through, and he saw two uniformed soldiers carrying rifles walking alongside the road. He pulled over and he was like, um, do you guys need help? You know, like, are you, are you okay? Um, and he noticed that their uniforms were like really old and like kind of like tattered mm-hmm. and shit. And the soldiers were like, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, our friend is, they probably didn't say, oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah, totally. So uh, no, the guys were like, please help us follow us to uh, this tree over here, like where their friend was propped up and dying from a severe chest wound. So the guy panicked and he was like, I'm going to go get help. You know, like I can't help you. Right. I was just asking if he needed a lift. <laughs> um, so he, like, drove off and got to this gas station, and he, like, told the cashier what was happening in this big panic. And the cashier was like, oh, no, that happens all the time. Don't even bother going back there because by the time you get back, they're just going to be gone. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't that crazy enough? The cashier was just, like, super chill. He was just like, no, that was just ghosts. <laughs> so, like, how intelligent of a thing does it have to be to, like – directly communicate i know like like you know what i mean like it's uh-huh. not just like he's like in this cycle like he answered a question that was asked i know the freakiest encounters are the ones where the ghosts like recognize you you know oh <laughs> i don't know what it was but the way you just looked when you did that i just got like chills Sorry. all up my butt <laughs> and i was pointing back well, and your eyes were like up and your head was down and oh <laughs> Sorry. that was that was eerie <laughs> Okay, so uh, a more light, 
lighthearted encounter is that of a shoeless man that suddenly appears to people when they need like directions or like he'll appear and like give them advice it's really precious so a couple of hunters were a bit lost as they tried to um get out of this like rock ridden land because like devil's den is like very rocky Mm -hmm. um and they looked around and they noticed a man standing on a boulder in the distance and this guy was straight up just pointing in a direction and it was the direction that they needed to go to get out so they like turned back because like they turned to look and they were like oh yeah that's the right way and then they turned back to thank him and he was not there Ew. Yeah. So this entity is one that has been able to be photographed um, because he doesn't only appear at Devil's Den. Um, But another uh, friendly thing that he did was um, a woman had gotten lost and then this ghost appeared right next to her out of thin air and pointed in the direction she needed to go. And he said to her, what you're looking for is over there. And then he just disappeared. Oh, is that not so? Like, thank it's, it's, you. It's but the acknowledgement. Not. It's the f- oh. I know. I don't it's like that. So... Like, thank you for the help, but no, thank you. Thank Please you. do not show yourself to me. But no, like, can't you just like pop the idea in my head and like, not be totally make, creepy? Make about a it? sound over in that direction. Yeah, yeah. Like, snap a tree branch. I mean, like I, a normal honestly, ghost. <laughs> honestly, I'd probably run away at that point. But yeah. Anyway, so unfortunately, not all of the. The souls trapped at Devil's Dinner, as kind and considerate as the shoeless man. Because one lady reported that while she was exploring the rocky terrain, she was like kind of like scaling up of a bit up a big boulder. She felt something grab her ankle, and when she looked down, it was a wounded soldier grabbing on to her foot. Yeah, so she screamed for her friend, and then when she looked back, nothing was there. And, like, there was a lot of people around, but no one looked like him. Like, he was in uniform and, like, bloody, you know? Ugh. So scary. Nope. Don't show yourself to me. Make a sound. Yeah, literally. And, like, why are you grabbing my ankle? Like, come on. No. (laughs) Sir. So, next we are taking our tour on down to Little Round Top. So, little round top. I like that. It sounds cute, right? It sounds like a restaurant. It does. There's like a there's a there's a barn like winery somewhere over by Kalamazoo called like Round Barn, and that's kind of what I pictured. Oh, yeah, that. Yeah, real cute, real cute. Even though I never ate there, I just stood outside in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so little round top was a look outside on top of a hill that gave soldiers a good look out onto the battlefield, and it's one of the more common places where people have ghostly encounters. Um, Actually, some people have reported seeing a headless horseman roaming the grounds around little hilltop, and that sounds a lot like the story of Sleepy Hollow. I was going to say, where is Sleepy Hollow? Isn't that like in Massachusetts or something? Yeah, I think it was like near Salem. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's it's not the same one. No, no, no. <laughs> but like when you consider how many horses and men died, I guess it like kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get into some of the more gruesome details, I guess. Uh, we're not getting too deep into it, but like... A lot of people had amputations done. Not sure if any of them were people's heads. I hope not. Um, But, like, I guess a headless horseman doesn't sound, like, too crazy. So, um, have you ever heard of the movie Gettysburg? Um, I don't think so. Well, I hadn't either. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I'm not a movie person for, like, a million times. (laughs) But um, they actually filmed this movie in 1993 in Gettysburg on some of the battlegrounds. So being a Civil War movie, they had to hire a lot of extras, and many of them were actual, like, Civil War reenactors. So they, they got the experts. That was pretty cool. Yeah. One day, um, they were taking a, fil- a break from filming, and some of the extras took a break over at Little Hilltop, And they were just kind of, like, standing around, like, admiring the sunset. And then they were greeted by an older raggedy man that smelled of gunpowder in a tattered, scorched Union uniform. And they were kind of like, oh, like, he's probably just another extra. You know, like, there's so many people. Mm -hmm. You you have no time to meet everyone. Right. 
So the man said to the group, rough one today, eh, boys? And then he, like, just went on in classic old man fashion talking about how rough the day was. But then he started talking about how rough of a fight was, you know, how rough the battle was. And they were just kind of like, okay, yeah, like, way to stay in character. And then he handed out um, handfuls of ammunition before he walked away. And the group of actors assumed that he was maybe just a guy from the production team now and, like, was sent there to, like, hand them props. Right. Um, And they looked at the ammunition and they were like, wow, this is incredibly accurate. Um, And so they were like, like, something fell off because typically there's one person that's, like, the only person allowed to hand out props and since they were like he kind of seemed like he was an extra like we're gonna take this over to the production team and the the guy that was responsible for handing out props was like i did not hand these out and then they later found out that they were in fact authentic musket rounds that were over 100 years old okay what i know so now these things these ghosts are acknowledging people and handing them actual objects. Yeah. That's horrifying. I know. Like, where did he keep them? Yeah. Where did they come from? Like, what? Were they in, just, like, in his pockets? Because it's, like, a real physical thing, obviously. I, I don't know if they can just disappear or what. I mean, we have some, some like, things taken bullets. from us here. But. Yeah, where are all my necklaces? <laughs> I still haven't found any of them. I found my plugs, but... Well, give me back my necklaces. We had a little bit of a ghost problem for a while here. I haven't had anything recently, though, so. Not me either. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, this ghost man handed them, like, authentic musket rounds that were over 100 years old. That's insane. Yeah. So, now we're taking our tour on down to Hoffman Mansion. So, a lot of the homes and private estates had to be converted into makeshift field hospitals during the battle to accommodate all of the wounded and dying soldiers. I mean, granted, there was, like, by day two, 35,000. Yeah. You know, and it's, like, Gettysburg isn't that big. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they took over a lot of houses and private estates and hotels and shit. So, um, one of these was the Hoffman Mansion, and... Uh, a lot of people report hearing disembodied voices and seeing apparitions of soldiers during their stays at the mansion. Um, well, during their stays at the mansion because, well, that's like past tense. Anyway, I'm giving away my story. <laughs> Words. All right. So after the, the battle, um, strange activity started happening at the mansion, not necessarily paranormal activity yet um but yeah so it was like rumored that these things were starting to happen one involved the owner of the mansion killing all of his servants and their children another rumor involved him bringing boys back to the mansion and then killing them and then himself Mm. and then another rumor was that his daughter killed herself in the attic after finding out that her lover was unfaithful So, it was said that her spirit occupied the attic, and many people reported seeing orbs and other light anomalies before the mansion mysteriously burned down sometime between 1998 and 2000. Wow. Yeah. So, now all that stands there is the caretaker's house, which was, like, separate and kind of in the back, Mm -hmm. and the cemetery. And the cemetery is full of children's graves. (gasps) And no one knows any details about the children occupying the graves just that like they're children oh my god yeah so oh now since like you can't stay in the mansion anymore which is why i was all jumbling my words a minute ago um now people report seeing and hearing people running through the woods that touch the grounds of the mansion oh good lord no yeah that's so terrifying (laughs) no fucking thank you no all right, we're taking the bus down to Daniel Lady Farm. <laughs> Hop on, kids. Anybody need a snack? That's I why. love a snack. <laughs> need to take a drink of water. All right, anyway, pump the brakes. The Daniel Lady Farm was one of the more gruesome field hospitals. Um, 
if you go there like today you can still see initials of dying and wounded soldiers that like etch their initials into the walls there's still blood stains <gasps> and there are still bullets and like gunshot holes riddled throughout the house oh my god yeah can you imagine like dying and writing your like let me just take a second to write my initials on this wall i mean they were probably bored sometimes it takes a long time to die <laughs> Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or, I like, know. waiting to be amputated or something. Oh. I mean, there was a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of free time. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, during the battle, um, soldiers actually, like, ravaged this house for anything they could use. They, okay, so, they kicked the family out that was living there. <laughs> and they were like, get the fuck out. We need your furniture to make firewood and then they pulled all of the doors off of the hinges and used them as stretchers and operating tables oh my god <laughs> yeah this sounds like the titanic yeah it's fucked the doors as flotation devices oh yeah that's smart i don't know if that was real or if that was just the movie but i don't know me either i don't really know much about the titanic outside I don't of either. leonardo dicaprio <laughs> anyway yeah so the farmhouse uh saw many amputations quick suture jobs and a lot of deaths just like all the other field hospitals yikes but when the battle was over the family returned and obviously found their ransacked home but not only did they find that like everything they owned was broken and that there was blood everywhere and bullet holes they found the body of a dead soldier still laying upstairs oh yeah mm, welcome home how do you forget oh. just like one soldier <laughs> Just, like, leave him. We don't get, care about him. Poor guy. Oof. Yeah, and it's believed that because they left that soldier up there, um, that guy haunts the upstairs of the house. I would, too. Yeah. I would be pissed. Fuck if y'all leaving me. Like, what about me? It's so rude. The um, respect. Aside from uh, the paranormal activity that comes from the soldier uh, in the house... A lot of people report seeing soldiers roaming the land of the farm as if they're still on patrol. Wow. Like, outside. What? This is intense. Oof. I know, dude. I... Oh, you just wait. Okay. okay. I'm excited. So, next we're going to the Jenny Wade house. Uh, just before the Battle of Gettysburg, Jenny Wade went to go stay with her sister, who had just given birth a few days prior to help her out with, like, taking care of the newborn and, like, cleaning up and making food and they like got word that like soldiers were coming things weren't looking good um and her sister's house was like on the safer end of town so she was like yeah i'll just come stay with you guys help out blah 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 but on the morning of july 2nd uh jenny was downstairs making bread for the family when a stray confederate bullet came through two separate doors and pierced through her heart obviously killing her and she was actually the only civilian to die in the entirety of the battle oh yeah and it's just like so sad because oh. she was like i she went there to you know be somewhere safer yeah you know oh, so sad so her family ended up having to wrap her body in a quilt and place her in the basement until the battle was over and then once things calmed down her family temporary temporarily buried her in the front yard for a half a year before they could move her to a proper cemetery, like, after they were done cleaning up mm -mm. everyone else's dead bodies. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah. Um, her sudden violent death and, like, multiple disturbances to her gravesite are believed to be the reasons why she haunts the house that she died in. Uh, many visitors claim to have been pinched, pushed, scratched uh, out of nowhere. And then they claim to hear loud bangs, sudden rushes of cold air, childlike voices, and the feeling of children's arms clinging to their legs when oh. they visit the house. Oh my god. Really gross. I don't like that at I all. I don't want real children clinging to my legs. I don't want a ghost Back out of here. All right. Next stop is the Baladary Inn. The Baladary Inn was also converted into a field hospital. Um, many people believe that the ghosts that inhabit this space are the souls of seven Confederate soldiers that were buried under what is now a tennis court nearby. Oh, good. Yeah, like, let's just build a let's recreational just, sports. Let's just play tennis on top of these bodies. Yeah, fuck these guys. 
So, one of the most famous paranormal sightings at the Baladary Inn was through a photo that guests had taken during a stay. The photo features two Confederate soldiers in uniform seated near some French-style double doors, and then two more soldiers standing just outside. Um, Can you imagine, like, taking a photo and then, like, seeing just four soldiers just chilling? Nope. That reminds me of a game I used to play. Did you ever have the Casper game for PC? Mm-mm. Hmm. That shit was lit. I had SpongeBob. Dude. And the Incredibles. That for one, PC? Yeah, that one was so fun. That sounds awesome. I had the SpongeBob Xbox game where he, like, sand surfed on his tongue. Battle of Bikini Bottom, I think. Yeah, something like that. That's on Switch now. The same exact game? I don't. I mean, I'm sure it's updated, oh God, but they I do have it on it. Switch. That shit I haven't heard anything so about it. So fun. I also had a Shrek game. <laughs> I don't think I did. I had Shark Tale. That shit was so fun. No, it was Nemo. I had Finding Nemo, not Shark Tale. Oh, fun. That one was fun. Maybe I did have Shark Tale too. Anyway, I don't think I've ever seen Shark Tale. It's, it's okay. cute. Okay. Anyway, bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah, they took the photo and they saw the soldiers, and that's really creepy. So, there's also a special ghostly guest that inhabits the hotel, who goes by the name of Joffrey. I think. It's spelled like G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y. I feel like that's Joffrey, but some people pronounce it Jeffrey. I think they always pronounce Jeffrey, too, still. Well, I'm going to call him Joffrey, and I don't think he would mind. Because <laughs> listen to this. Joffrey was known as lover boy to the staff, or is known as lover boy to the staff, and he's especially fond of blonde women, oh. many of whom have reported having their feet rubbed, and heard sounds of a man singing in, singing into their ear. Oh, you know. Mm, mm. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Like, yeah. at, least, at least he's being sweet. <laughs> I appreciate the gesture, but I'm going to have to ask you to not do that. Thank you. Unwanted advances, but appreciated, I guess. Could be worse. Anyway, yeah. um, some guests have even reported experiencing an unseen entity getting into bed with. Mm-hmm. No, nope. that's taking it way too far. That's a little too close. My bed is my safe place. I'd appreciate it if you stayed out of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> not trying to, not trying to have no Joffrey in bed with me. No. All right. Next, we're going to Cash Town Inn. Cash Town Inn is one of the oldest taverns in the area, and it always prided itself on welcome, welcoming outside strangers and passersby. The Confederates were very quick to take up the amenities the inn had to offer, such as bathing facilities, beds, and two large fire brick ovens, where soldiers made massive amounts of bread to feed their fellow soldiers. Basically, all these guys were eating more bread. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at it. I love bread. Same. So, seemingly overnight, the Cash Town Inn transformed into an army camp, and then very soon after that, it turned into another field hospital. And just like all the other ones, it saw a lot of amputations and a lot of deaths. I wonder why there were so many amputations going on. I feel like if, I don't know, back then they probably didn't have proper surgery to take a bullet out. Just cut the whole thing off. That is fucked up. No, thank you. Uh, Okay, so, yeah, the building. Oh, oh, okay, shit. Hallie, this one, this is the one that we were talking about. I know you're (laughs) listening. This building was said to have seen so many amputations that they started throwing limbs out of the windows, and they what? piled high enough by the end of the day to cover the basement's windows, blocking all sunlight from entering. Uh, no, is that not the nastiest thing that you have ever heard? Think of the smell. Uh, <laughs> no. <gasps> Ew, all the blood. Oh, my God. You in the sun. (laughs) In July. The heat. The smell. Oh, my God. So not okay. I did not even think about, like, the hot, like, summer heat. (laughs) No. Okay. Ew. Pivot. Pivot. (laughs) The current owner of the inn has collections of pictures that show strange orbs and skeletal figures. Like, not even fucking soldiers. Just straight up skeletons. I don't like that. I would rather see a soldier. Same. All fucking day. Guests who stay at the inn commonly report loud knocks on their doors at night, doors locking and unlocking themselves, and their lights in their room turning on and off on their own. 
Some guests have returned to the rooms after a day of sightseeing to find that their luggage had packed itself up. We don't want you here. <laughs> Get, Get the out. fuck out of here. Um, one couple was staying overnight, and they heard loud banging on their door um, as they were sleeping. And then after the banging stopped, they heard really heavy footsteps come up to the foot of their bed. And then their mattress started, like, shaking and, like, rippling. Like, oh. like if you throw, like, a, po- uh, a pebble into a pond, you know, the water yeah. ripples. It was, like, rippling. Like a waterbed. Yeah, like a waterbed. But it was not a waterbed. <laughs> uh, and then something grabbed the woman. Oh. Uh, didn't drag her out of bed or anything. Just, like, grabbed her. Uh, the couple is unharmed. Just very shaken. Just forever emotionally fucked up now i would need therapy after that <laughs> you fucking do dude if a ghost packed my shit up while i was gone i would take that as a definite sign that, that i just need to it go it is time for me to go i'm still on the luggage thing oh yeah that's a that's like a big gesture yeah you know that's uh, it. you got it sir i am out of here <laughs> yes you got it <laughs> all right now we're going to the gettysburg college and buckle the fudge up because this one is quite a few doozies. <laughs> so, blah blah blah. Obviously, the college was turned into another makeshift field hospital. And obviously, it's a blah blah blah. A lot of amputations and surgeries and deaths, <laughs> just like every other one. But this college is said to be one of the most haunted locations in all of Gettysburg. In the third most haunted college in America. Hmm. I wonder what the first two are. I know. I was just wondering that. Like, how do you get more haunted than 35,000 people dying where you are? On your grounds. (laughs) Yeah, on your grounds. Okay. So, people have reported objects going missing or moving on their own, lights turning on and off, and full body apparitions of soldiers in uniforms. But the college isn't only home to the ghosts of soldiers. The campus is home to the ghost of a young orphan called Blue Boy, who froze to death one winter while trying to seek shelter in the college. That's like the kid from the garage. Ew, yeah. I don't like that. Uh, A lot of students have reported seeing the blue face of a childlike ghost appear in their windows on cold winter nights all throughout the campus, but he seems to favor Stephen Hall. I'm gonna have to pass on this one. You, know you, don't, you don't even have to go on because <laughs> the grudge was like my biggest fear when I was a child. Someone made me watch it. Oh my it. god, dude, me too. Except the ring. Is that, that the same thing? No, but that one messed me up too. I was like supposed to be in bed and my parents were watching it and I like peeked my head up my bedroom door. Dude. And I like saw it. And I'm like, Ugh. Annie's parents let us rent that and then watch it ourselves upstairs. I had to sleep with her mom that night. No. So I was not okay. No, I don't like this. Mm-mm. So, okay, yeah, moving on. Um, Blue Boy. Rest in peace, young man. So in 2003, a man working as a secretary in Pennsylvania Hall, which is the oldest building on the college, in the college, at the college. One of those is right. Right. Either yeah. way. Um. He took the elevator down to the basement, and when the elevator stopped, the doors opened to reveal a fully working Civil War makeshift hospital with doctors running around, nurses rushing to help patients, and bloody soldiers strewn all about. Sorry, I'm far away getting water. It's okay. (laughs) That messes me up. Could you imagine just, like, going down an elevator to, like, I don't know, grab some files or something, and then, like just seeing a full-blown hospital no that's disgusting it is disgusting you're damn right so yeah the guy was like frozen and all he could do was stand there and watch in horror as the elevator doors shut and then he like kind of took a moment to like compose himself and then he pressed the open button again and when the doors opened there was nothing there but the regular old basement yeah, so this was the second time that had ever happened, and the first time it happened was back in the 1980s, um, and it was two administrators who had gone down there, um, but this time, when the door opened to reveal the chaotic hospital scene, one of the doctors looked straight at them, and then the doors closed. 
Oh, no, 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 honey. Yeah. Not into it. I'm not interested in going to college at this college. No, me either. We're going to college at all. (laughs) (laughs) So one student reported hearing what sounded like someone dragging their feet across the floor of her dorm one night, which woke her up out of her sleep. She opened her eyes and didn't see anything, so she tried to go back to sleep, but the sound started happening again, and she opened her eyes and saw that everything that was on her desk was now on the floor. Good. (laughs) I just imagine, like, waking up in the middle of the night and everything that's on my little vanity just being on the floor. No. (laughs) I don't like that at all. That happened at my house once, actually. Really? At my parents. It was, like, red Solo cups, though. Like, they all, like, it was right before Thanksgiving. Like, we had a stack of red Solo cups on the counter because we were, like, getting ready for Thanksgiving. Uh And when we came downstairs that morning, there was, like, a bunch of red Solo cups, like, separated and face down on the floor. Ew! It was creepy. Ew, no, 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 no. I don't like that. That's not how we want to party. No. Not at all. But it's fine. Maybe they wanted to do the, like, stack cups. Maybe. Maybe that's what That's what I'd like to think, but. Yeah, we're just practicing. (laughs) No. (laughs) Got caught. So, uh, another student was staying at an off-campus house when one night he was woken up from his sleep by something brushing up against his feet. He opened his eyes to find three tall black shadow figures shining lights on him. Ah! That's such an alarming way to wake up. No. Uh, So, obviously, he, like, sat up really startled, and then they were just gone, like, when he sat up. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, he also reported that his roommates had felt arms around them in the middle of the night that night. But they were too afraid to, like, move or get up. <laughs> Dude, if something grabbed me in my sleep, fuck no, I'm out of there. Oh, I'm out. No. Barf. No. No, 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 no. Okay, this one, this one fudged me up. Okay, so there was a sophomore football player that had a very unique and terrifying experience one day after a game. He was pulled aside by his coaches who asked him if he felt okay during practice the day before. And he was like, oh. actually, I felt like really awful. He said that he had a, a bad headache and his heart was pounding. He couldn't like focus or see straight and that his legs had been like really achy, which was like came out of nowhere. Um, and it only happened during practice uh, and it didn't happen again. Uh, so... They told him that they had captured footage of a ghost leaving his body. (gasps) Yeah. In the film, they could see, like, a misty circular orb fly out of his head and across the screen. Ooh, goosebumps all over. Yeah. (gasps) That poor ghost probably just wanted to, like, live up their fantasy of playing football. (laughs) He's just living vicariously. Or literally, I guess. Literally living through this kid. (laughs) This poor kid. So, That's probably uh, what I would do, too, actually. Yeah, just, like... Go find someone who's doing something that I never got to do and just... Just take over for a second. Put myself in their shoes. Yeah. So, my friend Hallie, that helped me out with all of this, um, she has been to Gettysburg quite a few times, and she went on a ghost tour, and the guide told her about how a groundskeeper had been walking up to a building that was closed, like... It was, like, really late after hours. Like, absolutely no one would have been there. And when he, like, looked up at the building he saw through a window something walking down the stairs but the stairs had been replaced by an elevator years before oh yeah and then you know obviously like it disappeared oh good and then she told me about another tour that like it wasn't the tour that she was on but it was the guide um the guide had been giving a tour and he was like standing facing the group with uh their back to the building And they said something like, if you look to the second floor, you can see the exit sign. And then someone was like, where did the exit sign go? And so, like, everyone went to go look. And there was, like, 13 people on the tour. The sign was not there. And then they all watched this dark figure step out of the way. And the (gasps) sign was revealed again. Oh, my God. I just got goosebumps all over again. (laughs) That thing was dark enough to block light. Like, that's some bad energy. Ew. No, Frank, you. All right. Our last stop is the National Homestead at Gettysburg, which is an orphanage that was built after the battle in response to the thousands of children who were orphaned due to the Civil War. So the orphanage was built with good intentions, and everything was going really great and good 
uh, for a while. And then a woman named Rosa Carmichael accepted a job. And then things got real, real, real bad. This woman was a she-devil. She devised horrific punishments for the children staying at the orphanage. She created a dungeon in the basement where she chained kids to the walls, keeping them locked up for days without any food and water. In the dungeon, like inside of the dungeon, was another little dungeon called the pit. And it was just like this tiny little crevice. There was no light there, no sound, nothing. And she would put kids inside of it and just keep them there as punishment. She was like a real bitch. (laughs) To say the least. She had one girl stand on a desk in one position until she was so exhausted and helpless that she had to be physically taken down. And this is, like, she picked on the little kids, not, like, the older kids. That's, see, it's one thing when you do it to an adult, but, like, when there's, like, children involved, like, you shouldn't be doing it to adults either no taylor <laughs> no i'm not saying that but kids no, I'm are just, just they like don't understand yeah i they know they haven't felt the real world yet they probably don't even have depression yet and they literally just like probably lost their families yeah they're you know? in there for a reason they're orphans i mean granted you could be put into a mental asylum for the war whatever that means <laughs> oh my god but, so wild so, if you haven't already looked at our instagram i posted the list of like all the reasons you can get admitted into the they're so oh my gosh i'm so sorry <laughs> okay. they are so ridiculous oh my god they're wild oh they're so funny though yeah you, you guys you should go look at that and follow our instagram at creepy pod anyway yeah so this bitch um would make the children do tasks for hours and when she decided that they were finished she would lock them in their rooms without food or water and no access to bathrooms oh so there was pee everywhere most yes yeah so she would take the older kids and she would call them stick boys and she would make them beat kick and torment the like smaller children Mm. until she told them to stop one kid came forward during a trial after she got arrested i mean clearly she ended up getting arrested um this kid came forward and he was missing part of his left arm and he was like she is responsible for this oh my god yeah so clearly there was like i only saw on one website that she had actually like actually killed a kid and like buried him Mm. there um but, I mean, regardless, the place is haunted as hell. Yeah. Um, a lot of people uh, have, like, ghostly encounters in the basement where she kept all the kids chained up. A lot of people have been able to photograph orbs and strange mists. And one person even got a photo. Um, that So they got a photo developed. And when they got it back, there was a little boy standing between two of their friends. Oh. That's really gross. It's sad and scary. Yeah. Yeah, you can be a part of our picture, I guess, but like ask next time. Yeah. <laughs> right? We don't want we don't want surprises. We don't like surprises here. Not in a dark, scary basements where children were tortured. No. Although I probably wouldn't take a picture of my friends. Dude, people in a are dark, wet. scary basement <laughs> where children were right? held captive. Uh so uh, some people claim that they can hear chains clinking um from the dungeon like if they're upstairs you can like hear chains uh. and then um tours uh tours in the house take you down into the basement and they turn the lights off to put you in the exact atmosphere that the children were like in when they were kept down there and a lot of people experience overwhelming sadness that they didn't have just moments before when the lights were on um, they experience uh, the feeling of being stared at by something that hates you. And they, some of them have reported feeling small hands touching their legs. Oh, that's so. Let's go. Again with the tiny hands <laughs> on the legs. No. Please. Yeah, actually, I would love to. Let's that would go. be really fun. Let's go next year when everything's open again. Yeah. Let's go. We'll um, put it on our YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have yet. <laughs> We will. We will. We will. Yeah, so that's uh, that concludes our tour. Um, thank you 
for riding along with me on Lil Leash's tours. <laughs> I could not think of anything clever. <laughs> oh, that's that's awful. That that was a really good one though. Thank that you. was so good. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I always wondered like why orphanages weren't a thing anymore. Like, are they not? <laughs> not in America, they're not. We don't have orphanages. We just have the shitty foster care system where kids still get sent and get abused and shit. But anyway. Oh my god, yeah. Like, it's, it's awful. But we don't have, like, legitimate orphanages. Well, that's probably for the best. Because honestly, they sound like shit. Yeah. They don't sound great. Mm-mm. But I have... It's not a lighter story. It's not a light story at all, actually. But it is short. So... All right. It shouldn't, it won't last too long. (laughs) Um, Short, sweet, and spooky. Yes. So I'm covering a cold case. Have you heard of the yogurt shop murders? Murder. Murders? Yes. Yes. Give it to me. It's messed up. I can't wait to hear you say this. Yes. So um, on Friday, December 6th, 1991, the yogurt shop, I can't believe it's yogurt, was robbed and set afire um, after four teenage girls were murdered inside. Um, there was 13-year-old Amy, um, 17-year-old Eliza, 17-year-old Jennifer, and 15-year-old Sarah, who was Jennifer's sister. Um, so Jennifer and Eliza were working at the store, um, and her s- sister and the friend were uh it was like in a strip mall and the friends Mm -hmm. were out shopping and stuff Mm -hmm. and they um they had spent their day like i said at the mall and they had a sleepover plan that night all four of them um and then they went to the shop to help jennifer close it down and get a ride home with her after no so just before midnight on december 6th a patrolling police officer noticed a fire coming from the yogurt shop um, and reported it to a dispatcher. Fire trucks came, it was extinguished, and firefighters discovered four nude bodies. Oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah. And each had been shot in the head execution style with a twenty two lead bullet. Like, if you're gonna shoot them in the head, why do they have to be naked? You know? Oh, I'm gonna tell also, you. Also, they're children. Oh, no. They're children, and I'm going to tell you why they were naked. Okay. So, Sarah's hands had been bound behind her back with a pair of underwear, and she had also been gagged and raped. Um, I think... Hang on. Let me just double check something. I think Sarah was the youngest. No, Amy was the youngest. Um, But, yeah. So, Sarah had been gagged and raped, and then Jennifer... Um, she wasn't bound, but her hands were behind her back. Um, I don't really know what that means. Why were her hands behind her back if she wasn't bound? May, oh yeah, weird. But anyway, um, Eliza had been gagged and her hands were also tied behind her back. And all three had been severely charred, 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 and shot in the back of the head. Um, Amy's body, though, was found in a separate part of the shop. Um, she was not charred, but had received second and very early third-degree burns on 25 to 30% of her body. Um, she was found with a sock-like cloth around her neck. So, I'm assuming, like, a long sock around her neck. Oh, weird. Um, she had been shot the same as the others, but the bullet actually missed her brain. And... She had a second bullet, which did severe damage to the brain, but it exited through her lateral cheek and jawline. Um, the, so two of the bodies were stacked on top of each other. It was, okay, so it was believed that all four of them were initially stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so the two were on the bottom, and then Amy was the third, and then, um, I think it was Jennifer... Yeah, I think it was Jennifer was on top of her. Mm-hmm. And so they think that Amy was still alive. So she had, like, pushed Jennifer's body off of oh my God. her and, like, crawled away because she was in a completely separate room. Oh. Or, like, not, I don't know if it was in a separate room, but she was far away from them. Right. Um, so, like I said, it's thought that the killers had stacked all the bodies on top. Um, 
that's so gross yeah it's it's awful so an ice cream scoop had been found between one of the girl's legs oh and i think it was the one that was raped but they also think that the bodies were so charred so let me let me go back a few minutes yeah the autopsies were never like officially revealed they were sealed they were not to be made public do you think maybe it's because they were too gruesome? I think that's what it was. And their children. Yeah. Yeah, so, that makes sense. So, they don't... It, it, it didn't say if any of the other girls had been raped. It just said that the one... And right. I think she was the one with the ice cream scoop in between her legs, but it didn't specify. Oh, that's so disgusting. So, they also noticed that $540 had been stolen from the register... Um, the crime was believed to have been sexually motivated. You know. Yeah. They were raped and one of the girls had an ice cream scoop. Yeah. Between her legs. Clearly there were some intentions there. Yes. So they believed that it had been sexually motivated even after noting that the $540 had been stolen. They don't think it was initially a robbery. Mm. So. Ugh. Over 50 people had falsely confessed to these murders. What is it? With people, false confessions, false tips, literally get fucked. No, seriously. What is wrong with you? You should be such an evil person. Yeah. It's, no. So, one of the suspects was Kenneth McDuff. He was a known serial killer who was active during this time. Um, And his, like, M.O. was multiple murders involving teenagers so they think that he could have done it um they actually got him though and he had said quote had i done it i would tell you because i'd be proud of it unquote so so messed up (laughs) yes and then on november 17th 1998 he was executed for his other crimes and admitted on the day of his execution that he did it but it was debunked and was just a ploy to gain stay of execution. So he was just trying to not die that uh, day. Um, I guess, like, that makes sense. Yeah. But, again, it was debunked. He was killed anyway. Good. So eight days after the murders, the investigators got a tip to look into a teenager named Maurice Pierce. Um, he was 16 years old and was seen at the North Cross Mall with a gun on the same night Sarah and Amy were hanging out there. Uh, before they headed to the yogurt shop. So they think that maybe he was, like, stalking them. Ooh. And the gun that he had was a twenty two caliber handgun. Which matches? Which was the same caliber. Ooh. As the, uh... It, yeah. The shot. Yeah. The bullet wounds. Yes. Uh, so detectives questioned Pierce, along with three of the friends he was with at the mall. <laughs> One's name was Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Michael. Robert Springsteen and Forrest Wellborn. Um, nothing came of this lead, um, but Pierce's gun was tested, and the ballistics showed it didn't match the murder weapon. Hmm. And then, um, also, just like with McDuff, the fingerprints and hair collected from the crime scene did not match any of oh, those boys. so there was fingerprints and hair that they found? Yes, along with, um, I think there was, uh like sperm found too but i i could be wrong damn how do you like leave so much evidence that's what i'm saying so i was thinking about it so you know how like when we like got licensed we had to go give our fingerprints yeah i could never commit a crime now (laughs) you know i thought about that too even if i wanted to i could not commit a crime (laughs) nothing um so yeah none of the dna found matched any of the any of the teenagers okay so years go by and they have no major leads dang even though 50 people have falsely confessed yeah. Or, like, confessed. That's so crazy. Yes. Um, I also read somewhere, too, that they had, like, th- over 300 suspects, though. But Dang. none of them, like, checked out. Um, so, on Wednesday, October 6th, 1999, so we're talking, like, eight years later. Yeah. Um, police in Texas and West Virginia arrested four suspects in connection with the murders, which were the four boys that were questioned oh. after it happened. Um, including Michael Scott. Including Michael Scott. Oh, shit. Um, 
the prosecution stated at one of the hearings that DNA evidence in the case had been tested against more than 70 people, mm. including the four boys, and it didn't match any of them. Damn. So the charges against Wellborn were dropped when an Austin grand injury, grand injury, <laughs> grand jury failed to indict him. And then charges were later dropped against Pierce. Um, so Scott and Spring, uh, Michael Scott and Robert Springsteen still went to trial. It was only the two that were not. Even though their DNA didn't match? Yes, but hmm. they had both confessed. Oh, stupid idiots. But it was believed that they were coerced into confessing. So that does happen. Yes. So in 2001, uh, Robert Springsteen was convicted of the four murders and sentenced to death. Um, a death which was commuted to life after the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in something that juvenile offenders could not be executed. So there's like a, um, it's called Roper versus Simmons, mm -hmm. and it says that minors cannot be executed mm. yeah um so would they like just stay in prison until they can be executed or do I they just get a free pass for life so i mean you can't get like double jeopardy mm -hmm. so once they're convicted i mean i guess yeah. they so he was he was over the age now but when it happened he wasn't okay because by this this is 10 years later right or 11 yeah. years later so um but Michael Scott was also convicted in 2002 and sentenced to life after the jury could not unanimously agree on the death penalty. Dang. So he got life as well. But this is a cold case. Yeah. So October of 2009, the boys were released after DNA results and lack of evidence and all charges were dropped. Well, that's good because they didn't do it. Yes. So... I don't know. I just thought that whole thing was crazy. Like, those kids just spent... I mean, they're not kids. They weren't kids then, oh, but... Shit. Yeah, they spent a long time they in there. They spent a long time. Like, I mean, that was... They were released in 2009. One of them went in in 2001. The other was 2002. So they spent almost 10 years... Damn. ...locked up for something they didn't do. That's a really long time. Yeah. So some people who have studied this case think the killers are actually two unidentified customers who were in the yogurt shop at closing time. Um, the police interviewed about 52 customers who visited the store that day, and two men who witnesses placed there at closing time have never been found. <gasps> it was them. That's what we're thinking here. So, three customers who left the store just before closing said on their way out, they noticed two men sitting in a booth, not looking like they were leaving anytime soon. Mm -hmm. um, the men had ordered a soft drink. And at least one of the customers then saw Jennifer lock the front door. Because, you know, like, if you're closing, you lock the door and then just yeah. open it when people leave. Yeah. Um, so she had locked the front door and put up the closed sign so no more customers would enter. Mm-hmm. And that. the two men in the booth remained there after all the other customers had left. Oh, God, that's so scary. Yes. So no one will know, however, unless they get a positive DNA match. Um, cold case investigation. Cold case investigators are still trying to find answers, but nothing has come up. Damn. So. That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, like, who robs, first of all, a yogurt shop, <laughs> but one called I Can't Believe It's Yogurt? Is that what it's called? Yeah. <laughs> also, great name. But, like. I think it's a franchise. That's wild. Yeah. That one was really sad. and That is so heartbreaking. Yeah. They were just young girls. Just they were going to have a sleepover. Yeah, they had all planned to have a sleepover, and then they were killed. And they were straight up slayed. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ugh, man. Well, Alicia, next week, you're going to cover a disappearance. A <laughs> Disappearance. Actually, oh, yeah. I'm excited. I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. Okay. I'm going to have you kick off this season. Not kick off this season. Bring the season to a close with a possession. Yeah. Another paranormal. Yeah. I love paranormal. Next season, we got to do more paranormal stuff. I agree. 
because we were really i feel like we were a lot of true crime very true crime this season so with that being said you guys have two weeks to send us your stories you this week and next week that is it yes so do that again just be a part of history be a part of our first ever listeners episode we haven't come up with a name for it yet but we'll get there yeah we've got two weeks to figure it out we've got two weeks (laughs) plenty of time yeah um so you guys can find us on instagram and twitter at creepy ouija pod send us your stories at creepy ouija pod at gmail.com um you can find us on snapchat just kidding you can't <laughs> no you can't i hardly use snapchat i use it all the time that's like all sam and i use to talk to each other we don't even text oh my god that's so funny <laughs> unless we're like sending each other like tiktoks we don't text that's amazing um you can find us on tiktok dude i've thought about it uh do you want to make a tiktok no but <laughs> i might <laughs> i don't know dick about shit about tiktok oh i know everything about tiktok i'm sure my 13 year old sister could school us there we go we'll have, we'll, us, we'll have jade do it as a run oh yeah jade jade we'll just hire jade to make tiktoks of us there you go doing this jade are you listening <laughs> right email us <laughs> <laughs> send us your info yeah <laughs> well thanks everyone stay safe thank you hope y'all are getting your christmas shopping done oh. or hanukkah or kwanzaa whatever you celebrate if yeah. you don't celebrate anything have a good winter have a good winter <laughs> i hope it's a great season for you um stay warm yeah. you know what it's so worth it to just turn the heat up and just pay the bill don't suffer treat yourself this treat. this season <laughs> as we sit here in the cold <laughs> i'm literally <laughs> covered in i'm like we were literally just talking before we started that it was cold in here turn the heat up i have a heated blanket so i'm fine i don't maybe i should you should it's the best thing ever crawl into a warm bed uh join our patreon so i can afford a heated blanket (laughs) just kidding we don't have patreon not yet yet man we have a lot to do we do (laughs) anyway we will see you guys next week in the meantime alicia and i are gonna get our lives together and figure out what we're gonna do for everything i'm gonna put some fuzzy socks on grown-up things <laughs> yeah okay we'll see you guys next week okay, bye bye i'm not on the audacity page so i can't stop it <laughs> okay bye <laughs>